Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom. Hope you free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. All right, man. We need some fucking sticks is what we need. Some, some grand illusion <laughs> yeah. to open this show up. I don't have it on me, but, you know, I was like, ah, that'd be so great. I, I like, you know, I, that intro is so good. I like it. Me but uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism, socialism coming to America, the infiltration of our social, our political, our academic, our cultural, um, our scientific, whatever you want to call it. It just goes on and on and on. But the infiltration of all of our systems here in the United States of America, and we're telling you um, kind of what the narrative is being played out. And that's a sad thing, because that narrative is being played out massively these days. And, uh, you know, as much hope as we look for within the news and the media, um, typically all we see are the moves that the globalists are doing against us. And that's because, well, their infiltration is massive. And so um, not much news I guess over the weekend, but we got enough news to uh, to do a pretty darn good show uh, and put some things together for you and some kind of urgent warnings out there with some things that did happen with a certain executive order that Joe Biden put out um, with uh, certain war aggressions that are coming about, especially with uh, the Department of Defense, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin meeting in, in Belgium and talking with NATO forces. Um, it's a screwed up world, man. It truly is. And I just reeled back 13 hours from Minnesota last night. Yeah. I was out there this last weekend. Yeah, I was house hunting again. Thought we found one, but they didn't like our offer. That's okay. They didn't like our offer. But it's okay. There's always going to be more. I'm thinking what we have to we have to put our we have to list our house first. That's really just what it comes down to. But you know, and maybe that's going to work out to our benefit. The housing market in Colorado isn't tanking as bad as everywhere else. So we preserve a little bit of equity. I have a number in mind what I want to get for my house. And it's well, above, it's well, it's still well below the current sell value right now. All right. So you might so, get a little bit of. So, yeah, I will. I will probably get what I want or above what I want. So I, and I'm OK with that. So I kind of already figured into it, the market decline. Um Good. But yeah, we'll probably have to listen because it's just contingent offers don't really work well. So, you know, still trying to do the whole Minnesota thing and uh, pack up my house here, get everything ready. So I apologize. It's been really busy. Uh, the Dark Delight show has even been hard just because I travel on Mondays and, and Thursdays to go to Minnesota and back here. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're working through it. We're, we're, we're trying to get Red Pill Project updated as well. I'm trying to get things moved along here, trying to get some things... Uh, yeah, some some exciting things. We're trying to stream uh, the Dark the Light show on the locals community. I gotta still go through all that, figure out how that works. That it should happen by the end of this week. And so, if you guys go to a Rumble, you'll see our locals link. You can actually support us directly on the locals. That's going to be primarily for the Dark the Light show, um, and and anybody who subscribes over there will get obviously the access uh, the equivalent over on the social red pill. But. Uh, yeah. That that's uh if you just want to watch the live streams of the Dark Delight Show or watch the replays of the videos for the Dark Delight Show, that's going to be on um exclusively on the locals channel there. Um 
And so we should have that set up for streaming by the end of the week. Hopefully, hopefully I'm shooting for the end of the week. Um, I got, I'm filling in for Sean Morgan this week on American nice. Media Periscope, making sense of the madness. So that's tomorrow and Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. I have DEFCON 5 on American Media Periscope. I got some recordings I got to do for them still. Shh, I was supposed to do it earlier. Um, I took a nap instead. I feel bad. But I, I was so exhausted. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And so um, doing that with uh, American Media Periscope. So I got a really busy week. I got a VA appointment this week. I got an appointment with Dr. Mark Sherwood this oh, week. Oh, man. Um, and we got some new affiliate information for Mark Sherwood coming out. I will get that out to everybody here very, very shortly. They have a whole new program all set up. So I want to get that Ooh. out to everybody. Um, and I'm still working with Mark Sherwood. I don't know if anybody knew that. Um, but, uh, yeah, still working with Mark Sherwood. Great dude. Uh, looking to get him back on the show. He's just been incredibly busy doing other shows. And he's got his own show on American Media Periscope. Um, yeah. And we haven't been very, uh, I guess, guest friendly. I just, you know, I love having guests on this show. I, mm -hmm. I do, but you can't do it day after day after day after day after day after day after day. And for a lot of the times when we schedule guests, it's like that whole week is guest or the whole two yeah. weeks is guest. <laughs> and people are like, dude, I listen to you for the news. I don't want to listen to a guest, right? Yeah. And I, I get it. So we take these intermittent periods, have a guest every so often come in. And uh, just kind of work it like that. I think it works out a little bit better. Um, I wanted to say this week we have, um, this is October. This is October. October Q. Ooh, you know who we got this Friday? No, I don't. Who do we have? Conversations on the Fringe this Friday. Welcoming back my good friend, Nathan Woltz. Ah, he's great. Biohacker, um, health guru, quantum healing. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. I told him, he asked me, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, well, what do you know about quantum healing? He's like, let's do it. All right, <laughs> let's do it. He's a, he's a badass. Oh, I yeah, he's it. awesome. He's awesome. I actually got to meet him for the first time when I went to New York, and he's just a fantastic yeah. human being. So That'll be a good one. That's this Friday. Cool. And I guess there's a few more lined up. We'll have a few good weeks coming up. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of good weeks of uh, guests coming up here on Fringe. Um, Halloween. No, let me let me give people the list here. I got it on my phone. Um, yep, Nathan Waltz. Um, the week after we have uh, Jay Mata from the Spiritually Raw podcast. I'm actually going to be on his podcast that week, a few days before. Uh, Spiritually Raw podcast. They're pretty big. What is it? What's their podcast? Spiritually Raw. Okay. Um, really big podcast uh, on YouTube. Yeah, really good. Uh, really good show too. Um, then November fourth, we're gonna have the one and only Carrie Cassidy from Project Camelot. We kind of became friends, but cool. Um, Carrie, she's cool. Carrie's cool, and and yeah, we might not agree fully on everything that's happening in the world. That's okay. Who does? Um, but Carrie's gonna come on, and then November twenty fifth, I got Mark Atwood. Oh no way! Of the Mark Atwood show, yeah. Cool. Oh, he's like my. We're buddies, dude. We bonded. Yeah, no way. Yeah, Mark's cool. Um, Mark, Mark, he does a lot of work with Charlie Ward and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not affiliated with anything on that side, but uh, I met him at the Truth Tour, and me and Mark were like buddy, buddy. He came up to me, he's like, "What's up, man?" Like, didn't even know who I am. He goes, "I know your face, man. I've seen you. I've seen your show." 
he goes, Josh, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm Mark. And I'm like, oh, I, I kind of, the, the, the name and the face go familiar. <laughs> we started talking and he's uh, he's a hoot man. He's a good dude. And we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about on all of those shows. Uh, with Carrie Cassidy, we're primarily going to be focused, primarily going to be focused on, um, on the secret space program. Oh, and then um, Jordan Sather. So I talked to Jordan Sather the other day. And so we're going to, uh, he's going to bring me on his show and he's going to come on our show. We'll talk about some other stuff like that, probably the whole Q stuff. And yeah, so it should be interesting. Uh, So we got a lot of stuff coming up. And people are like, dude, just come on. Let's get into the the show, man. Like, you know, the the conspiracies unfolding. I I have to get through an announcement. It's Monday. It's Monday, dude. It's Monday. And and I can't see the live chat. The only chat I can see is Facebook. Which is cool. What's up, Facebook? Make sure you guys are giving that like, that share, that comment, those, those little hearts and thumbs ups and stuff. But I saw this video this weekend. Trust. And mm-hmm. it's five minutes long. And we're going to watch some of it. This is John Stossel. If you remember John Stossel, uh, former, I think, NBC correspondent, doing his own thing these days. Um this this is important, and I think everybody needs to watch this. So I'm going to play a little bit of this clip, and it's five minutes long. We'll see how much we can do of it. Who's up, Chris Schaefer? Hi, Sherry. And who else do we have here? We have, yeah, there we go. Cool, everybody's saying hi. Uh, Heather, hi, Heather. All right, cool. We're going to play a little bit of this clip. We'll be right back. The science. Trust the science. The superheroes, the scientists. I'm tired of hearing that. Trust the science. Today, fewer Americans say they trust science. They don't trust science because science is increasingly untrustworthy. Science writer Andrew Follett has analyzed research for NASA and the Energy Department. The only group that trusts science right now is Democrats. I trust the scientists. Maybe that's because much government science is being misused by politicians. For example, Some activists want to limit ocean fishing with something they call the Climate Solutions Act. It calls climate change the greatest threat to American national security and promises equitable solutions to every special group of victims. The administration's deputy director of climate told Congress that the bill will bring exciting, urgently needed progress on climate change. Jane Lubchenco cited this paper that made the remarkable claim that closing more of the ocean to fishing can increase catches of fish. I saw oceans of opportunity. But oops, the paper was retracted. One scientist called its logic biologically impossible. And it turned out the paper was written by Lubchenco's brother-in-law. But she never told Congress that or that she edited the paper. It's an egregious violation. Her goal is to get the government to spend more on environmental regulation. And the party in power likes that. So they don't don't care if she just breaks the rules. They could not care less. Her job from their perspective is to generate papers that rationalize and justify the regulations they want to impose. The White House never punished Lipchenko for her ethics violation. In fact, after her testimony, she was appointed co-head of President Biden's Scientific Integrity Task Force. We need to have scientific integrity. Now, the National Academy of Sciences has banned her for her improper conduct. 
Yet she's still head of scientific integrity for the White House. Today's bad government science goes well beyond a few bad actors. A lot of what's called science today is just left-wing advocacy. New fields like fat studies, African studies, Latinx studies, queer studies, these fields are essentially entirely fake. Fake? Well, some of it's clearly fake because specialists in these fields keep being fooled by people who submit gibberish. This ridiculous paper, Embracing Fatness as Self-Care in the Era of Trump, was accepted by this university's Fat Studies Conference. It was written by this person. Hello, I am C. Matheson. The conference invited C. Matheson, who is actually comedian Steven Crowder, to speak via Zoom. Crowder disguised himself as a woman and did. You may believe, wrongly as many people do, that fat is a threat to your life. His speech was absurd. Every scoop of Ben and Jerry's should be seen as an act of resistance. But attendees gave him rave reviews. What a talk. They praised his presentation of Donald Trump's fat phobia and said this could be part of how we fight rape culture. After the conference, the head of the Journal of Body Weight and Society even asked C. Matheson to review a scientific paper. <laughs> Crowder's just the latest person to pull off a hoax like that. <laughs> I have now closely considered the revisions of your manuscript, Dog Park. And <laughs> These researchers fooled the journal Gender, Place, and Culture with a ludicrous paper on rape culture at dog parks. And will recommend its publication in gender, place, and culture. In all, seven so-called scientific journals accepted their ridiculous submissions. <laughs> Follett blames this perversion of science on the government. The government wants to generate that kind of nonsense. Now, the government doesn't want nonsense studies, but its science agencies, like much of America, have been taken over by leftists who want to promote their agenda. And, and there you have it been taken over by leftists who want to promote their agenda. And, th and there's a few more minutes of that, but I, I mean, I, we got a show to do, so I got to get on with the show. But I wanted to show that because this is the absurdity that we're seeing within our society today. This is the same absurdity that brings about various different governmental regulations like wearing masks and everybody must get vaccinated. Um, this is the same thing that brought about what we can consider DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How many new companies that you see coming out right now have on their front page of their website providing a more equitable future? They're all doing it. Everybody's yeah. talking about a more equitable future. But yet, if you go and ask those companies, what do they mean by equity? What do they mean by equitable? None of them, none of them know what that mean, what that word really means. And the best way to understand it is compared to equality. In equality, you get equal opportunities. In equity, you get equal outcomes. Now, here's the problem. In the globalist worldview, that only pertains to you, the lesser caste system in the feudalistic society. That everybody who is in the low levels has the same outcome no opportunity. And, you know, this is the scary part about our world is that our world is being led by radicals. Absolute insanity what is happening right now. Um, 
we're going to talk about an article here in just a little while um, about Boston University. Did you see this one, Boston University? I believe I, I believe so. They they created a, uh, a COVID variant that's eighty percent lethal. Yeah, good like, job. Why using uh, on mice with the yeah. <clears throat> what's that research called? Gain of function. Yeah, they use gain of function research. They took the spike protein and of Omicron or something like that, and they enhanced it. And now they made basically they took Delta and Omicron, basically merged them together, made it more contagious and highly more deadly. And why? Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, like, you know why they say they do it, right? Is they say, well, just in case it happens naturally, we want to do it first so we can make the antibodies to protect everybody from it. But that doesn't work. You know, I was in the I was in the car today and I was listening to the radio and uh, health and the Department of Health and Human Services is still still putting vaccine information out there. Mm-hmm. You need to get vaccinated. They've been updated. You can now get protected against the Omicron variant. Dude, I'm sitting stores. There, I'll be walking down the yeah. store, and it'll be like, get your shot for free right now. Get your shot for free right now. I'm like, what? Subliminal. Yeah. And, and listen, don't get that fucking shot. Whatever you do, keep your children away from that thing. Keep everybody in, in your life away from that fucking thing. Um, we'll talk, we're will we going to get into the shot and stuff like that here in a little while. We're going to get into the, the COVID story here in a little while. Um, but let, let's backtrack. Let's go to the political side of things. Um, Chuck Grasley today on Twitter uh, posted, the FBI possesses significant and vol- voluminous evidence of potential criminal conduct by Hunter Biden and James Biden. Uh, what the FBI and the Justice Department must do to include U.S. Attorney Weiss done to investigate this then he says transparency brings accountability and that's interesting because we know there's direct connections between all of this but if you go to that q post i think it's 411 um that is the exact line that q uses transparency brings accountability no kidding um and this is interesting because that pertains to crossfire hurricane crossfire typhoon crosswind um you didn't think the statement by POTUS, calm before the storm was just random, did you? If you remember on True Social a few weeks ago, um, Donald Trump posted, reposted the meme, the calm before the storm with the cube lapel pin and all this stuff. Um, transparency brings accountability. Uh, I find this interesting. I think that we are in endgame. I think that Trump cards are being going to be played. I think things are going to come fast and quick. Um, and, and that potentially before the election, that yeah. before November 8th, which is, is vastly yeah. approaching. Absolutely, dude. I hope we see some big uh, metaphorical booms. Mm-hmm. We need it. Well, yeah. And, you know, we have the Igor Deshenko trial going on. We'll do an update on that here in just a little bit. Um but basically, Deshenko is—they've uh, already dropped one of the, ju- the judge dropped one charge already for Deshenko. Um, that's understandable, no problem. But what we have to see is the bigger picture here. The ev- testimonial evidence that is coming out in the Deshenko trial is showing that the FBI did not have conclusive evidence whatsoever to gain FISA warrants. And I think what Durham's doing is he's setting a foundational precedence within this case. It's not a matter of if Sussman or Deshenko 
get convicted or not. It's how do you enter the evidence legally, right? Because these, these are the low guys. Sussman, I mean, he's the one that took the steel dossier to the FBI, to Schenko. He's the one that produced about 80% of the content that had absolutely zero sources. Okay. But, but what about what the FBI did with it after? When the FBI got the steel dossier, right, this was their job to check the validity of this information. That's why they offered Igor Dushenko a million dollars. Hey, can you corroborate these sources? And Dushenko's like, eh, no. <laughs> and the FBI's like, okay, well, we're just going to say it's true. We're going to take it to the FISA court. And we're going to get warrants. You have to understand, that's the real crime. The real crime is what the top people in the FBI did with the Steele dossier. Okay? It's yeah, not so this is yeah. more of a foot in the door situation for the real root. There you go. It's not Sussman or Deschenko, these little guys, these or Chris Steele, Christopher Steele. These are the small little players, okay? This is about what McKay, Rosenstein, Brennan, Obama, Clinton. This is what they did, okay? That's the big crime. That's where this crime really lays here. And so what I think Durham's doing is he's laying the foundation of evidence to build up to that, to build up to the real crimes, okay? Like, why hasn't Durham, you know, you know, why is anybody getting arrested from Durham? Because the real crimes didn't happen until later on. These guys just lied. Who gives a shit? They lied. People lie to the FBI all the time. But the FBI's top offices, they committed treason. They were forming a coup d'etat. That's what we're moving up towards. And that's what people need to understand. So we could likely see more cases come off of this. Yes, you're going to see a lot more stuff come off this. I, I do believe. Let's go to Joe Biden here. All right, up. So... Let's listen to Joe Biden, what he has to say here. I bet it's something important. Let's pay attention. I married up. I was one of those guys that my whole life, I've been surrounded by women who've taken care of me. Maybe they're smarter than I am. My younger sister used to be three years younger than me. Now she's 23 years younger. There was not a single solitary Biden man that is as old, younger than any Biden woman. And, uh, and, and my wife, by the way, we're at a community college. My wife is teaching today. My wife is a full-time college professor at a community college. <laughs> what did he say? I, 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 did, that my, does not. I faded. spins not well. Sorry. Um, th- what? What, Joe Biden? <laughs> I, I uh, you know... Uh, age is a, a relative thing when it comes to time in the tick-tock of the clock. And, uh, oh, Jill gets out at 3 o'clock because she's at a community <laughs> college. Uh, like, <laughs> how does that thought pattern actually flow? I I'm mean... Su- I'm surprised they let him out of the basement. Well, I, I'm surprised they let him out of the basement as well. They want Kamala. They don't want Kamala. Kamala. Kamala isn't even qualified to be vice president. Her parents weren't <laughs> American citizens. And she's not a natural born citizen. She, she, there's no way she can be president, even vice president. I don't know how the fuck she's vice president. Yep. Forecast for U.S. recession within this year hits 
100%. No. I mean, you know, you want some odds on that. There you go. Shoot. A U.S. recession is effectively certain in the next 12 months in a Bloomberg economics model projections, a blow to President Joe Biden's economic messaging ahead of the November midterms. Um, the latest recession probability modeled by Bloomberg economist Anna Wong and Eliza Winger forecast a higher recession probability across the time frames with a 12 months estimate of a downturn by October 23, hitting 100% up from 65% for the comparable period in the previous update. Now, we're seeing indications of this, okay? I, I talk about this in my crypto masterminds. I know they've been short lately. There hasn't been a lot of economic information. I put most of it out here. But uh, we are entering massive economic decline globally. Now, there's one thing I want to talk about on Joe Biden's head. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia put out a uh, press release last week. I don't think I got to touch on it. Okay. But this was interesting. So um, they basically came out and called Joe Biden out because Joe Biden was putting pressure oh, yeah. on Saudi Arabia because they reduced the uh, the the production. Um, and they came out and said, look, we reduced production because it's it's the right move for us. I mean, this is not about America. This isn't about you. This is about us. And it's the right move for us and our production and just, you know, our manpower and all this stuff. Um, and. The other part of it is that they are siding, in a sense, with Russia. And so Joe Biden went in there and Joe Biden basically says, can you keep that production up until after the midterm elections? And then we will guarantee you protection, U.S. military protection from Iran. Okay. What's um, wrong with that? <laughs> that's called a quid pro quo. Yeah, that is an impeachable offense. That is an impeachable offense. And nobody was saying, in Saudi Arabia, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, put this out in a press release and said, yeah, Joe Biden just did this. (laughs) Joe Biden just said this. And we said, no. (laughs) And they're talking about joining BRICS, I think. Is that right? Have you heard this? Oh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Don't don't, don't, don't go there yet. (laughs) It's not, it's not, they're talking. Uh Uh-oh. They, they're joining BRICS. Holy mackerel. Who called that? Uh, called it. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. All right. Yeah. And I'll explain that, that geomilitaristic situation with that in a minute of why they told Joe Biden to fuck off when we get to that story. Uh, let's go in here. This is not QE, quantitative easing. Okay, or quantitative tightening. This is none of those. Why is the U.S. Treasury exploring debt buybacks? Now, we saw the market kind of blow up a little bit today. This is because the the Federal Reserve went in there and started doing debt buyback and and buying up a lot of the debt. So this is a good article by MarketWatch. The U.S. Treasury Department on Friday said it plans to start talking with primary dealers in late October about the potential for it to begin buying back some of its older debt to help starve off market dysfunction. Uh, the plan, if adopted, would mark a milestone in the roughly $22.6 trillion U.S. government debt market, the world's largest, providing a new tool for the Treasury to help aid market liquidity, a source of growing concern. The proposal comes after the Bank of England was forced to step in with an emergency program to temporarily buy back its government debt and to give U.K. pension funds more time to unwind um, soured bets. The volatility erupted as global central banks have worked to fight soaring inflation by... En- 
by ending easy monetary policies that prevailed for much of the past decade. Now, this is interesting. So the United States just gave $6.1 billion to the UK. I don't know if anybody saw this. So the day that the Bank of England chairman visited Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C. gave $6.1 billion to the UK. I Why? didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows about this. I, I saw I saw the, uh, I think it was on Zero Hedge or one of them, but it was oh. uh, an article that just nobody was talking about. But it was because of this that the United States is basically giving the Bank of England a bailout for their pension funds. Now, think about this. The Federal Reserve basically loans the United States money, fiat currency. They go out and print it, okay? And this produces debt. The Federal Reserve then goes out and brokers the debt to nations and sells the debt off, okay? Yes. Then we have this process of like quantitative tension, uh, tightening or quantitative easing where the Federal Reserve will go in there and they'll buy this debt back. They'll take on this debt. 2008, after 2008, the, the number one buyer of all U.S. debt was the Federal Reserve. And so who is the Federal Reserve made up of? 12 primary banks. These are J.P. Morgan, Chase, all these banks, Wells Fargo. So these banks are now talking about going back and buying up U.S. debt. Why? Because nobody wants it. And so this was really, really interesting what he was saying here, because we're not in quantitative easy. We're not in quantitative tight. Okay. We're fighting hyperinflation, but the Federal Reserve is talking about going out there and buying up all the federal debt. What was I talking about specifically last week? Remind me. Multiple nations across the world are selling off mm. U.S. debt, clearing yes. their their pallet of U.S. debt. China announced two weeks ago that within the next two weeks, it begins. it's going to begin offloading 80% of its U.S. debt. What does that do to the U.S. dollar? Decreases its value. Boop. What does that do to inflation? Increases inflation. That's hyperinflation. That's a runaway market economy. Why is the Federal Reserve doing this? Because of that exact reason. Everybody's selling it off and nobody wants it. It's not going to work, by the way. And it's not going to work, by the way. You're right. Absolutely right. Um, home, pr home prices have tumbled at a record pace as mortgage rates surge. Mortgage rates are topping in some places 7.8%. Um, wow. I know because I'm going for a fucking mortgage. Actually, I found a house in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. It was a little out of my price range. It was not in the neighborhood that I wanted to be in. Uh -huh. But it was a... Um, it was a VA loan that had to be a, a, a it was a cum, it's called, it's called a, uh, what the hell is it called? Basically is they have a VA loan yeah. and that someone needs to take over the loan from them, from the VA. It oh, at, wow. It was at 2.1%. Oh my God. Yeah. If I, if I had sold my house, I would probably <laughs> Because I didn't, I didn't, it's a little out of my price range. It was $700,000. I'm like, I can't yeah. afford a $700,000 house. I don't want to afford a $700,000 house. But, you know, we're, we're probably going to wait, you know, so with this, we're going to wait about another month and before we buy a house. And the reason is, is because right now, just with contingency officer, officers with selling our house, we have to wait till we list our house first and then we can start making moves. Um, and I have a feeling that, that market in Minnesota, the market's gone down like 10% every two weeks. Wow. 
So I'm like, my house is only going down about 1% every two weeks. <laughs> Their houses yeah. are going down 10%. I can, we're probably going to make up good on this. So yeah, get what you want, right? Mm-hmm. And now we All see right. the bond market close to crash, which is endangering the rest of Wall Street and American retirement accounts. Um, don't assume the worst is over, says investor Larry McDonald. There's talk of a pr- policy pivot by the Federal Reserve as interest rates rise quickly and stocks keep falling. Both may continue, writes Philip Van Dorn of Financial News Market Week. The warning comes on the heels of several rate hikes by the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, who has insisted they are necessary to cool sp- spending and put a damper on runaway inflation that has taken hold during the Joe Biden regime in part, large part due to the ongoing supply chain crisis, transportation security secretary, Pete Buttigieg um, cannot solve and too much federal spending for the few goods passed by Democrat controlled Congress. Inflation has been the economy's biggest issue over the past year. And the cost of living is running near its highest level in more than 40 Years. The Fed has responded by raising rates five times this year, a total of three percentage points, and is widely expected to implement the fourth consecutive 0.75% basis point when it meets in three weeks. And we saw the, the markets kind of like increasing a little bit today. This is because, well, they're going out there and buying this shit up. Um, and that's so I call this the teeter totter, the totalitarianism. If everybody's watching <laughs> the markets. So what you're going to get is yeah. you get these small little trickles up. Okay. Yeah. And then you get these big dips down, small trickle up, big dips down. And this is what we've been seeing consistent the last eight months. And that's eventually going to basically end in disaster for the economy. Absolutely. Um, The real thing, though, is the debt markets that anybody who knows and sees the writing on the walls looking at the debt markets, which we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the crux of the issue. And they're going to get as much as they can out of the system before they get over to their new new world ordery system. That's right. All right. Let's go to this news. What's Joe Biden have to say here about the economy while eating ice cream? Very well. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal. Inflation is worldwide. Worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of so it's a lack of economic growth in other countries, not ours, that's causing the inflation and the economic downturn in our strong economy. He's a damn liar. That's what I say. I, I don't think he's a liar. I think he's telling the truth in his own mind. I, I think that like like you ever Maybe. seen like those little kids that like put puzzles together and they like smash the pieces <laughs> together and they go, Mom, look, I put puzzle together. That's like how Joe Biden's brain works. I wonder what he actually thinks. Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, the good news out of it. Slowing economy and rising prices, pushing likely voters towards Republicans. So November midterms just three weeks away. Republicans are increasing their advantages over Democrats in so-called younger, uh, so-called generic voting. Such voting removes individual candidates from consideration by asking likely voters 
Who would you rather have a Republican representing you in Congress or a Democrat? In late September, Democrats were leading Republicans slightly between one and three percentage points. Since then, it's been all Republicans with generic Republicans steadily gaining over this generic Democrat rival and now showing five to seven po- percentage point advantage. Red wave. Red wave. This this is I'm going to explain this. We're going to get to another article on voting here in a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain what I think Donald Trump, the Patriots, uh, primary plan was. Okay? Plan A. Plan A. Uh, tighten your belt. You're in for a bumpy ride. Uh, recession is coming. I mean, it, it it's probably not even a recession. I, I would call this that we're already in a recession and that we're headed towards a depression. Okay. Um, and, and this was just a guy's blog article about it. And really a lot of the things that we said with uh, the reductions in supply chain, the, the cost of uh, raw materials, the import export deals that happen, overnight liquidity markets, all these types of things. When you start looking at the economy in that perspective, you start to see massive problems. And that becomes the big problem that we're seeing today that's unfolding within the traditional market. So let's go to this story. We'll get into the voting stuff. Okay. Because this is one that I just told you I wanted to talk about. The Biden legacy. South Africa confirms Saudi Arabia will join the BRICS alliance with China and Russia and move away from the U.S. with explosive consequences. Explosive consequences, huh? This was posted today just uh, a few, about an hour ago. Saudi Arabia, the largest U.S. export market in the Middle East, invited China's Xi Jinping to visit uh, Riyadh in March, as relations in the U.S. have faltered since Joe Biden was elected, according to the report from CNN, U.S. intelligence agencies have assessed that Saudi Arabia is now actively manufacturing its own ballistic missiles with help from China, a relationship that could lead the domino effects across the Middle Eastern countries. Under Biden, the U.S. leader who suffers from severe dementia, dementia has openly mocked the international stage. Saudi Arabia announced in March it was considering accepting the Chinese Wong instead of the U.S. dollar for future transactions. So this is... Uh, OPEC is the heart of where the petrodollar actually comes from. And if this transitions to the, the Chinese Wong, mm-hmm. um, think perfect storm. Okay. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So remember that article we just talked about, about quantitative easing and quantitative tightening and how the Fed was going to go buy all the, the debt that's coming on the market? Yes. Okay. The reason I said that was going to happen is because the majority of these countries are dumping their U.S. debts back onto the market because they don't want it. And China said two weeks ago that in the next few weeks, it's going to begin dumping U.S. debt. Okay. Okay. Now, today it was announced that Saudi Arabia is joining the BRICS alliance. Okay. Now, this is where it gets interesting. In March, Saudi Arabia announced it was considering accepting the Chinese Wong instead of the U.S. dollar in its future transactions. Oh, okay. So, so today, as our dollar gets weaker, the Wong is going to be getting stronger from these alliances. Well, this is, listen, this is what you got to understand. Donald Trump visited every single one of these BRICS nations before he left he's president he's friends with bolsonaro in mm-hmm. brazil xi putin in, in helinski saudi arabia he was given the sword 
Okay. Mm. <laughs> this is, I'm telling you, this is part of the fucking plan. That you had to have an alliance come up, economic and military, okay, that rivaled NATO and the UN. Okay? You had to. Because here's the thing. If you don't have that rival, then the globalist, the Western globalism takes over. And they win. And it's over. And it's Easily. done. And there's no yeah. way to stop it. But if you have this other alliance begin to build up, and people start moving towards it, the other alliance begins to crumble. Now, the other alliance, NATO and the UN, are based upon the US dollar. Uh-oh. And so now we're seeing this transition between the heart of the global economy. So in 2019, the World Economic Forum published an article called The New Silk Road. Yeah. And this was between China to Ukraine, and everything in between, Northern Africa, okay? And this was these BRICS nations. BRICS standing for uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now Saudi Arabia. Turkey has talked about joining them as well, who's a NATO nation. They were threatened with being kicked yeah. out of NATO if they did. So yeah. this is also the other key. We're going to see a video on this here soon. Russia and China have been hoarding precious metals, gold, and rare earth minerals for the last, like, five years. Almost like they knew it was going to happen. Okay? Now, the BRICS and nations have been in talks. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Lay it on me. With moving towards a gold-backed currency. So, that seems like the BRICS nations is kind of a trend there, because Russia did it. That's right. So, the BRICS nations, basically are doing what should be done economically to stabilize the global economy. And yet, they're made up of China. Okay. They're made up of Russia. Eh, okay. But what you have to see here is that alliance is only strong as its partnerships. And these are countries that Donald Trump... You remember, Xi Jinping was on the global side. He was on. He was at the mm -hmm. World Economic Forum meetings. He was the top speaker. He was, he was at the, these meetings with them. Right? Yeah. He probably brags about how well he enslaved his country and all this stuff. All until He's... COVID. All until COVID-19 yeah. got blamed on a wet market in Wuhan, China. Right next to a level four laboratory, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Which Xi Jinping in China came out and said, we didn't do that. What are you talking about? And you remember the precautions that they took? I mean, they were fucking they killing people down. in the street. Yeah. They were scared of that shit, okay? Which makes you think China didn't release that shit. Ch China didn't say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, you, right? You, yeah, you? Got it. <laughs> hey, you, go out there and release this virus in the wet market, okay? <laughs> right? That didn't happen. Okay. Okay. You know what I think happened? Ukraine. No. What? I think they uncovered Donald Trump's plot. He had already met with Xi that September. He had already met with Xi that September and probably... His plot. What's so his plot? Donald Trump, I think, are the deal. 
I think he came forth and Donald Trump met with all these world leaders and he told them okay. all basically the same thing. Okay. Do you want a new world order ran by these elitist and oligarchs? I think this is the question he asked. Them. And probably out of most of the leaders, he went, they went, no. He said, do you realize that if they get into power, they're going to kill you, take your power, and then enslave your people? And they're probably like, yeah. And he goes, what if I told you there's an alternative? And that alternative is taking an economic alliance that you have and building it up in power and might and resource allocation that rivals the Western nations. And then turning that same economic alliance into a military alliance. So I think, and I think he told Xi Jinping. So it was retaliation to hinder their advancements into this plan. There you go. And I think he told Xi Jinping is, uh, they will take everything you've worked for away from you. They will stab you in the back. They will remove you from power. They will do it. And I think that they found out that Donald Trump had that meeting with Xi Jinping. They probably noticed right away when Xi did something. They probably noticed, why is Xi acting weird? Why didn't he do this like he normally does? And so that's why they released it in Wuhan, because they were going to go after Xi Jinping. Blame it on Xi Jinping. And then Trump just plays stupid. Trump plays stupid. The China virus, the China virus. I don't know anything. China. C-H-Y-N-A. China. China, Ukraine. Um, But. Oh, that's right. But so this is kind of how, and I said in, I was saying in 2000, early 2020, China is no longer playing the globalist game. If you watch their reaction to COVID-19, they weren't fucking around. They were just as surprised as this as anybody else. And I think that the the globalist and the elitist did that at that, 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 uh, that market right next to the Wuhan Institute of Virology as a warning to Xi Jinping to get on the globalist game. Because you got to remember, Event 201. Event 201 had exactly the same rollout as what we saw with the mRNA vaccine. So if anybody doesn't know, Event 201 happened on October 19th, or October 17th, 2019, John Hopkins University, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the CDC, um, and the World Economic Forum hosted it. Okay, this uh, the scenario of this global exercise was a novel coronavirus, which basically becomes uh, um, infectious to human beings that spreads in a wet market in South America, begins a global spread to where the governments of the world have to develop a breakthrough mRNA vaccine technology. And they have to distribute it to the people around the world. What's interesting is a month before in September of 2019 is when Donald Trump actually signed the executive order authorizing the creation of mRNA vaccine technology. Which was weird. Which was weird. But it was obviously, I think he was set up and I think that's what it looks like. But forced. Maybe it was kind of like under duress or I don't know. Yeah. That always makes me think. But then a month or a month and a half later, the first cases of COVID-19 break out in a wet market in China, not South America. And it just so happens that they break out in a wet market that's literally 100 feet away from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a level four bio lab in China, 
of where the United States of America moved its gain-of-function research from Chapel Hill, North Carolina in 2014. Directly during the same time, four Chinese generals came out and said that they were going to begin the weaponization of novel coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Anthony Fauci took the uh, the National Institutes of Health's money and I NAIAID's money, $3.1 million, sent it over there, sent EcoHealth Alliance with Peter Daszak to Wuhan Institute of Virology. And this is where they began weaponizing the novel coronaviruses right there in that place. Now, let me ask you this question. Why would China or even the United States release that weapon right there next to the lab that created it? They wouldn't. That's dumb. You wouldn't. No way in hell you'd do that. So it was either an accident, doubtful, or it was a globalist tactic, okay? A globalist tactic. Think about it. I mean, this was Donald Trump was in, in power and control during this time. So, you know, point finger pointing to the United States of America, Donald Trump is right there. He's also the the one who's, uh, you know, obviously the vaccines can be created under. Maybe it, maybe it was a, a, a precedence that was being set. As well as Xi Jinping didn't no longer want to play the game. And so it was an attack on both those countries. And so we're starting to see that there's a setup for the BRICS alliance, and this is why it, it started formulating. And I remember I went on Making Sense of the Madness with Sean, uh, with my, my my buddy Sean Morgan, and it was I think it was it was right after the election, November 2020. Yeah. And I I said Putin is no, or sorry, I said Xi Jinping is no longer working for the globalists, and they laughed at me. They said you're crazy. I said I'm telling you. No longer working for the globalists. Watch. He he is aligned with Russia. He is aligned with the anti-globalist movement. You'll see. And boom, just like that. We're seeing it right now. So Saudi Arabia joining the BRICS alliance, this is massive. Huge. Huge. This is now, a lot of money. Now, what's also interesting about this? I don't know. This is where I want to show you this parallel. The U.S. provides military support to Saudi Arabia and protection of defense against Iran. Okay. Okay. Joe Biden came out and said, hey, look, if you uh, if you increase production, we're going to give you military protection against Iran. Yes. And Saudi Arabia came back and said, (laughs) right. Okay. So who is Iran working with right now? I don't know. Where did Iranian soldiers just enter? Uh, I don't know. Did they? I didn't know that. Wow. They're working with Russia. Those kamikaze drones, those are Iranian oh, yeah, drones. Are. You're right. So who's one of the leading nations in the BRICS nations? Russia. Russia. Saudi Arabia just joined what? The BRICS, BRICS? Alliance so, partnership with Russia. So maybe Iran isn't a threat and they don't need the U.S. to protect them right Maybe now? there was a backdoor deal and Iran's next to join the BRICS alliance. That would be wild for them. And then North Korea, who is already talking about it. Oh my gosh. These, imagine. And now Iran, you have your military alliance. Done. Isn't Iran like famously isolationist as well as North Korea? Mm-hmm. 
dude, it's gonna that unfold. would be so intense. That's like the nightmare. Axis, Axis, getting together. Oh my gosh, dude! They don't, they don't f around either. You look at Rocket Man and Iran, and mm-hmm. oh no. Well, North Korea has just uh, built up forces, moving um, aircraft and artillery to the border of South Korea. Um. Israel right now, they said because Iran has moved into Ukraine, that Israel is going to support the Ukrainian movement now. Uh-oh. I mean, this is this is Jews supporting Nazis. What the fuck? You're right. Uh, right? And it's Jews Belarus, supporting Nazis. Belarus is mobilizing to the north of Ukraine as well. Big and time. Don't call me anti-Semitic here, but we know that a, a lot of the Nazis were actually Jews. So That's not okay. Yeah, I know. It's true. Yep. It's not De- anti-Semitic. Dems dreaded deja vu, another 50-50 Senate, although the party eked out from wins of its current split song. It badly wants to pick up more seats and has shrinking list of chances. This is from political. This is why I showed this. There is a Gallup poll that came out today that's showing a 54 to 46% chance that the Republicans take the Senate. Cool. Okay. 54% chance Republicans take the Senate. Now, political is coming out and saying, oh, it's 50-50. Okay. okay. Yeah. Dude, 54%. This is now polling 54%. You remember Nate Silver a few weeks ago was saying that the Dems had a 7% lead or 7-point lead in the Senate to take yeah. the Senate. I would say this is all bullshit. This is garbage. You did. I remember. And now all the polls are reflecting the truth is that they're not going to win the Senate and they're not going to win the House. We're gonna have a super well. We're gonna have a super majority going into twenty twenty four. Whoa, whoa! In the so words what? of Joey Lawrence, whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! That means that Donald Trump would come back as early as twenty twenty three. And I'm not joking on that shit because you know these candidates are gonna go in there and they're gonna impeach Joe Biden, Tommy Kamala. They're oh, gonna yeah. undo everything that they've done and they're gonna investigate twenty twelve or twenty twenty. They're going to investigate 2016. They're going to investigate Hunter and Joe Biden. They're going to do it all. Yeah. So, okay. I just want you to listen to the first parts of this. And this is kind of a long video, but we'll, we'll watch. Part We're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen. What about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back into history. It was a stolen election. It was stolen. Stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The 2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. A cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. Remember that? I yeah, dude. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Is there's actually some truth to that? Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked the election. <laughs> so go back to what Hillary Let's... Clinton said. 
Yeah. You can become the candidate. You can become the nominee. And you can have an election stolen from you. She wasn't talking about the actual election. She was talking about her stolen election was stolen from her. The perfect phone call, the CrowdStrike server, Ukraine, Burisma, close proximity geographic IP addresses to Russia. They got beat at their own game. They got beat at their own game. Russia shut down hammer and scorecard the night of the election. It was actually, so they hacked it in a way that made it actually fair, more fair and real. So no, yeah, they, they, yeah. Yeah, they hacked it <laughs> by shutting down the cheating. Okay. So yeah, th this is why the Mueller investigation actually came out, right? Because they knew there was some type of corroboration between Trump's campaign and Russia, because Russia went in there and hacked the server and shot Hillary Clinton from winning. So they knew there I had to be that. some connection. Yeah. There wasn't. They colluded, damn it. They, they, they did, and that's why the Mueller investigation. This is why the fake yeah. dossier, the Mueller, <laughs> all this came about. And Dude. they knew that Russia was going to do it. <laughs> so genius. Oh, it's hilarious. And here we are. It's kind of scary, but yep, fascinating, dude. Many years later. Um, I'm going to have to skip over some of these. Yeah. The Biden administration is working on a new scheme aimed at cur curbing a wrong thing, the creation of a digital police officer with the powers to arrest. Uh, the plan reads like a pitch for the most dystopian buddy cop movie ever, explains a report by Dave Mass, um, an Electronic Frontier Foundation. WND reports the work on the DPO, which now is being presented as a visionary concept, is going on at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory and is run by Battelle on behalf of the U.S. Department of Energy. Researchers are working on forecasting a future where police and border agents are assisted by artificial intelligence, not as software tools, but as autonomous partners capable of taking the steering wheel during pursuits and scouring social medias to target people for closer investigation. EFF uncovered the work through the review of materials from the Freedom of Information Act procedures. We need to design computing systems that not simply uh, that are not simply tools we use, but teammates that work alongside us. The project explains. For years, civil liberties groups have warned about the threats emerged emerging from increased reliance by law enforcement on automated technologies such as face recognition and predictive policy systems, predictive policing systems. In recent years, we've also called attention to the problems of inherent in the autonomous police robots such as pickle-shaped night scope security patrol robots and the quadru quadrupedal dog robots the U.S. Department of Homeland Security wants to deploy along the U.S.-Mexico border. And so now what they want to do is they want to create basically a police officer AI that investigates people online and has the ability to arrest them issue yeah yeah this is this is bad yeah this is what they do in the uk already mm -hmm. yeah let's talk about the 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 vaccine and virus pfizer's new paxiloid antiviral drug is more dangerous than the ivermectin um, and causes massive adverse uh, reactions the actual adverse reaction that it causes is stroke and heart attack mm. i mean Oh, that's <laughs> hey, are you guys? Oh, I think they have an mRNA shot for that, though. So I know, right? <laughs> Gain of function. Gosh. Boston University creates COVID strain with eighty percent mortality in mice. Yeah. Uh, researchers attach Omicron spike protein to the original wild type strain that first emerged in Wuhan at the start of the pandemic, 
and it killed 80% of the mice. I mean, you know, because, dude, let's let's just go out there and make something more deadly. I mean, it's smart. Just do it. The good thing about a deadly virus, though, is people die and it doesn't spread. But yeah. if there's that two-week latency period where nothing happens, that's bad. So if it was like, if that was really how it worked, where you have two weeks where you're spreading it and no symptoms, and then you die, mm-hmm. 80% chance, that's not good. So this yeah. is a pro-vax bodybuilder, bodybuilder who dared anti-vaxxers to use him as a, a test case. He has died. This is Doug Brignol. Um, he had posted, um, he was 62 years old, recently passed away Thursday, um, of heart attack. He goes, I have enough confidence in the vaccine based on my research to get it done. Those of you who think the vaccine kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die, um, and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it at least to yourselves. Better yet, you should admit it to, uh, to that you were misled and tell the world you were misled so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers oh and there's pictures of him getting vaccinated and this is the the tweet right here bodybuilder fitness author doug brignol has passed away 63 and then it shows the article um yeah there you go i i guess uh he was proven wrong yeah rest in peace and uh, he i guess yeah that's so sad yeah rest in peace but you know what don't be uh, don't be stupid i'll take my chances with the actual virus or illness yeah, take care of your immune systems. Bill and Gates Foundation is spending $1.2 billion on polio research. They are pumping uh, as part of an effort to prevent another pandemic. And I'm saying pandemic on that. We're proud to have a polio outbreak. Um, EcoHealth Alliance whistleblower Dr. Andrew Huff provides evidence that COVID-19 was created in the Wuhan lab, worked for and reported to Dr. Daszak at EcoHealth Alliance. Um, this is not really news to me. We, we already knew this. Yeah. Um, this came from Tom Rents right here, uh, below the copy of the report about the origins of, uh, SARS-CoV-2 sent from the U S Senate to Congress last week. The declaration of the document was provided under oath with penalty of perjury. Um, we also have indication that there was military bio labs in Ukraine working on the same gain of function research. Yes. Prior to it being COVID-19. Right. I think we reported on this one. We did. We read this one. So I'm not going to go over this one. This is the French general who said the unvaccinated are heroes. Oh, yeah. um, but right here, theater actress collapses in studio after a performance live on TV. It still oh, happened. Lord. Mary Padamo stars in the musical El Principato, The Little Prince, was a guest on last Thursday's uh, Dia Dia Day to Day, where she collapsed right after oh. her performance. This was so sad. I watched the clip. Oh, my gosh. Don't recommend it. Well, let's watch it. Okay. Divino, este show es espectáculo. Aviador, ven para acá. Cuéntanos un poquito. Ay, cuidado. Ay, Dios mío. Algo le pasó. Ay, algo le pasó. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? And she's seizing. FYI. Um, well, how about this one? I've never passed out in my life. Race car driver Trevor Bain faints during live interview after Xfinity Las Vegas race. I feel okay. Uh, when I got out of the car, I need to feel like I needed to sit down. Like the last 10 laps of that race. I- yeah. You know what happened with him? Vaccinated, probably. Um, Robbie Coltrane, the actor who played yeah. the beloved Hagrid in Harry Potter films, dies at age 72. Damn. And there's Hagrid right there. Dead. 
And yes, Jabby the Jab Jab. Um, Boston, oh, we just looked at that one. That's Gateway Pundit. We don't need Kanye West buys Parler, free speech social media site. Left loses their mind. Here are the details. Uh, <laughs> Kanye West buys MAGA cesspit Parler after getting kicked off of Instagram and Twitter. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I know. We got I, Musk. You got I, Kanye I'm, and Trump with True Social. True Social, Twitter, and Parler. <laughs> Dude, this is going to be interesting. Because yeah. Kanye, he's got a massive audience. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, he's going to go up there and spruce it up, make it look nice. Because they're kind <laughs> of archaic. No offense. They're, they're kind of fucking yeah. archaic. Um, I bet he goes in there and rebrands it, markets it, and comes out. And this is... And, and don't take me the wrong way when I say this, okay? But this is where a lot of the conservatives that are not culturally right aligned with um country music all that type of stuff right so so okay th think about this is is you have multiple variations of conservatives i think yes. what you're going to have yeah. is you're going to have more of an eth ethnically diverse social media platform on parlor because of yes. country. okay i think that you're going to have more of a moderate independent platform on twitter and more of a conservative platform on true social Religious conservative, true social, non, okay. maybe not non-religious, but more um, minority led and ethnically diverse on Parler. Okay. Okay. About, yeah. yeah. Kind of like Instagram how, will become Parler. How about this one? What? Trump, Kanye, 2024. Oh, God. The companies merge or something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know if that's legal, but yeah. In, in the 1990s, there were, there was this talk about the American Union, the African Union, the Asian Union, and the European Union. The only one that actually got formed was the American or the European Union. Biden administration right now is proposing merging Canada, US, and Mexico to perform, to, to create the American Union. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Dude. Here we go. The Amero. Yeah. Um, Dems are putting unauthorized signs in yards booby trapped with razor blades in Pennsylvania. Yeah, heads up. So I guess somebody got a, a sign put in their yard. They went to go move it, and it was lined with razor blades. Jesus. This is the stuff that's going on. So just be careful out there. Yeah. And this is this is what I was talking about. Remember last week I was talking about how John Durham's investigation, how do you enter evidence legally? Okay. Mm -hmm. Deschenko trial sheds new light on the Russia hoax lies by Comey and Mueller. So former special counsel Robert Mueller said during a sworn congressional testimony in 2019 that he and his team did not analyze the Steele dossier during his investigation of the Russian collusion hoax. The admission seemed to reveal a massive oversight in Mueller's two-year $32 million investigation because the FBI used Christopher Steele's unverified and uh, libelous dossier as the sole evidence to obtain the FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign. The new testimony from special counsel John Durham's trial against FBI informant Igor Deschenko shows that Mueller lied about the Steele dossier being outside his purview. Two counterintelligence agencies uh, agents 
Brittany Herzog and Amy Anderson testified that Mueller tasked them with investigating two subsources who Dushenko used to compile the dossier on Steele's behalf. Anderson stated that Mueller had assigned at least five agents to investigate the dossier. Anderson and Herzog looked into two sources, Olga Glakina, a Russian citizen who lives in Cyrus, and Charles Dolan, a longtime Clinton operative. Anderson interviewed Glakina in Cyprus and learned that Dolan had ties to high-ranking Russian officials in the Kremlin. She advised Mueller's team to further investigate Dolan, but her superiors squashed that suggestion and destroyed her memory, that memo that contained the report. She suggested Mueller's... Uh, sorry, so, sorry, I just lost it. Um, I just lost my place. One second. Uh... She advised Mueller's team to further... Okay. Uh, Steele... Steele said another dossier source, Sergei Milan, provided its most essential claim that was presidential con uh, candidate Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin had a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation. Apparently, Milan... Uh, Milian, also planted the idea that Russia hacked the Democratic National Committee's emails and gave them the WikiLeaks to boost Trump's campaign. We know that that was Seth Rich. Mueller said Milian refused to meet with his team, but Milian claims that he offered to speak with Mueller's team several times in at least two places. Neither Dushenko nor Steele spoke with Mueller's team. Milian um, claims that he offered to speak with Mueller's team several times in at least two places. Uh, so neither Dushenko nor Steele ever spoke with Milian, though Dushenko said he told Steele he had spoken with Milian. With Milian's claims, the Steele dossier had no basis. And I told you that this was going to go back to the Mueller investigation. This was going to pull in all of this trial evidence they had from there. Right. And so this pulls out, obviously, exactly that as well, is the, the Steele dossier in the question. It's happening, slowly but surely. It, it's happening. Impeachable offenses. Biden pressured Saudis to ramp up oil production to help Dems in the midterms. We talked about that a little while ago, but it's true. It happened, and it's definitely an impeachable offense. Uh, PayPal has not rescinded its policy of looting users' accounts for thousands of dollars when they don't like what you say. So uh, this was natural news. Went ahead and fact-checked it and saw that they have not put out a new policy agreement. They have not retracted the old policy. Agreement. They just came out and made it publicly on social media. <laughs> of course. Sneaky, sneaky. Netherlands land grab government's proposal to seize up to 600 farms within a year by force, if necessary. Tens of thousands of farmers have taken to the streets to oppose new government climate goals that will force thousands of farmers out of business. Despite all those protests, the Dutch government is now talking about state-forced buyouts of 500 to 600 farms as early as within the next year. In other words, a state could be forcing farmers to sell their land to the state through eminent domain laws. And so this is the hijacking of the food supply. Yes, it is. Yep. So this is quite interesting. A international joint investigation of the bombing of the Nord Stream pipelines is already looking like a cover-up. Sweden, who was leading the investigation into the Nord Stream pipelines, has abruptly ended the investi investigation citing national security concerns. They always say that. Well, the, you know what they discovered? <laughs> that it was the United States who did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Russia's uh, Angara 1.2 rocket has launched off and uh, is launched a massive military satellite that nobody knows what it is. 
No one knows what it is, and it's yep. not their maps and stuff because that went out a couple weeks ago. So this yep. is likely a military function. Maybe it's an att- a satellite attacker. Maybe it's, it has some nukes on it. Who knows? Well, and now Russia is sending kamikaze drones directly into Kiev. And I oh, told I you, I said once Russia ramps up, they're going to start hitting Kiev. They're they're going to start once this is war. It's war. And yeah. and Russia's uh, you know apocalypse gen- general said just yesterday. He says, we're done screwing around. We're done playing around. We can eliminate Ukraine within just a few days. Yeah, and I think they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting pretty bad. So China's foreign ministry on sa- minister on Saturday issued an urgent call for all, any and all Chinese nationals still in Ukraine to exit immediately. That's huge. And it's, yeah. Yep. Um, what else have we got here? Moscow is building bomb shelters in underground parking lots, according to... They're ramping up for war, guys. This is what's going on. They're ramping up for war. I got a three-minute video, and I want to show you this. Now, this is... You remember what I told you about Taiwan? China and Taiwan was this black swan event. I said potentially happening before the midterms, but definitely could happen after. Listen to this shit. I got the audio there learned what the Biden administration just did to China because it's scared of what's coming. Now, Michael Burry, you might know him as the guy who accurately predicted the housing collapse in 2008. Christian Bale played him in the big movie, The Big Short. Now, he tweeted this week and said this, a critically important story not getting enough attention. And he pointed to Jordan Schneider's coverage of what the United States just did to China. So what is this critically important story? Well, here it is. Quote, lots of people don't know what happened yesterday. To put it simply, Biden has forced all Americans working in China to pick between quitting their jobs and losing American citizenship. Yeah, losing American citizenship because they're working in China? Yeah, it gets worse. Every American executive and engineer working in China's semiconductor manufacturing industry resigned yesterday, paralyzing Chinese manufacturing overnight. Yeah, this just happened. One round of sanctions from Biden did more damage than all four years of performative sanctioning under Trump. With the new Biden sanctions, all American suppliers of IP blocks, components, and services departed overnight, thus cutting off all service to China. Long story short, every advanced node semiconductor company is currently facing comprehensive supply cutoffs, resignations from all American staff, and immediate operations paralysis. This is what annihilation looks like. China's semiconductor manufacturing industry was reduced to zero overnight, complete collapse, no chance of survival, he writes. So what then? How does China respond? Will they just sit back? Of course not. So what island produces the largest amount of chips in the world? What island did Nancy Pelosi fly to recently to check on her investments with chip manufacturers? What island immediately restores China's chip dominance by being under China's full control? This is what war with China looks like. That's why Russia and China have been stockpiling gold and silver and precious minerals, specifically for these component parts, but also to shore up their currencies. Zero Hedge reports that Putin has been building up his defenses against economic sanctions for years. It's almost looking like he knew this was coming. Now, 
вещей наступает все-таки новая эпоха, новый этап в мировой истории. И только подлинно суверенные государства могут обеспечить высокую динамику роста. So as the Western media started talking crap about Russia, Putin started stockpiling gold, getting rid of the U.S. dollar reserves. The gold experts I'm speaking to don't see this happening overnight. No, they see like a six to seven year time frame for the complete U.S. dollar collapse and the rise of currencies backed by gold. Boom. <clears throat> but what is the one key factor here? Is Ch China's manufacturing was shut down overnight because of an yeah. executive order by Joe Biden and all the American citizens in China evacuating overnight, which means that their chipset manufacturing now has to be outsourced to Taiwan or China can go into Taiwan and take it over. So this is 100% validation proof evidence that China is no longer working with the globalists. The Russia and China are working together. You just heard him say that Putin has known about this for years because this is probably Putin's mm -hmm. plan. I don't think it was Donald Trump's plan. What if it was Putin's so, plan? More reason for China to make a move on Taiwan. There you go. And that we could see that move pre-midterm election because if American first candidates get into House in the Senate, China knows that the investigation of the 2020 election will happen, that Donald Trump potentially comes back, and that wounds all their shots of getting into Taiwan. Secondly, that if you have a Republican Congress and Senate, China can't go into Taiwan because they'll declare, declare war, where the Democrats won't because they still have power and influence. So that's why you could potentially see this happen pre-midterm election. Oh, man. This is some wild yep. unfolding, man. America is going to shut down if we shut down. The Mississippi River's water levels are near record lows, and it's wreaking havoc on one of the U.S.'s most critical supply chains. Um, traffic jams and stuck barges are clogging up the critical arteries of the U.S. economy and prolonged drought pushes the Mississippi River's levels to new record lows. Around 500 million tons of supplies were ferried along the Mississippi River every year with trade values worth $130 billion, according to the Port of New Orleans. Mainly agricultural products like corn and soybeans along with fuel products, the Mississippi River Basin produces more than 90% of U.S. agricultural exports, according to the National Park Service, and nearly 80% of the world's grain exports. But that's all coming to a standstill amid, amid historic drought conditions that are making the river untraversable for most shipping barges. River levels are now at their lowest level in a decade ever historical low rainfall in recent months, becoming the latest supply chain snag to hit the United States of America. Huge. Extreme cold weather may trigger blackouts across the whole area of New England, from Connecticut Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont, these regions face power crises every winter because the power grid relies on nat gas and lacks pipeline infrastructure for domestic flows. Over the years, nat gas pipeline infrastructure has been delayed, blocked, abandoned, which means the region's power grid operators have to compete in international markets for supplies. And because there's a mass shortage in international markets, this isn't good for them. Hey, va. What else we got here? Uh, you know, I, I saw this health ranger. Do not fear the collapse. It's necessary to dismantle evil cabal and give humanity a path of freedom. Um, 
Yes and no. I, I, I agree with that statement. I think that uh, that the chaos has to come. You ha- that once chaos ensues, it gets becomes unpredictable, and that's no. the point of vulnerability for everybody. And that's when it's the best time to strike back against your enemy because they become vulnerable as well. That's my thoughts on that. Um, do we have the battle of the streams going on? Yeah, we had a little. We bit do. Up. Let's go oh, in yeah. there. Uh, me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. LED donated four ice cream. RPG, 3573 donated four lemon. Thank you so much, LED and RPG. Me, Brenda, another diamond. Uh, meow, meow time. Donated three ice creams. Thank you so much. Vader369 donated a ship. Thank you so much, Vader369. Me, Brenda, one diamond. And RPG, 3573 celebrating a 14th month sub streak. Thank you so much, RPG. You guys are awesome. Thank you for helping support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose, Conversations on the Fringe, Morning Coffee, the Dark Delight Show. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. We're 100% user-funded by you guys out there. This is how we're able to continue to do all this. So much appreciated to everybody out there that does support us. We do have that Locals community opened up now. Um, we'll begin uh, building it out this week and getting the shows live on there. So hopefully you guys can check that out. Um, as well, you guys can find on the socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. That's where you can get the subscriptions if you want to help us. As well as our affiliates, if we, you heard us talk about gold and silver today, getgoldtoday.com. If you have an IRA, a 401k, you want to open an IRA, or if you just have extra cash laying around, you want gold and silver in your portfolio, or you want bullion in your house, this is the place to go, getgoldtoday.com, or you can give them a call, 720-605-3900. As well as if you want to stock up on those uh, those, those supplies the 25-year shelf life plus shelf your life food, My Patriot Supply. Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Um, but, uh, and also, don't forget to go to redpills.tv and subscribe. Redpills.tv. And whatever social media app you're watching on now, if you're new here and you're listening for the first time, subscribe to that channel. Hit that like button, that, that comment, the share, all that. But, uh, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. I hope all of you guys have a fantastic evening. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to see you tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, don't forget also, we have the After Dark chat. That is our live Q&A tomorrow night after the show, an hour after the show. So uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.